Hello, 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 all my beautiful friends from the internet. I hope every single one of you is doing stellar today. I hope you are all flying high on cloud nine. Now, uh, welcome to the Reddit Asks Us podcast, where we read and react to comments from r slash ask reddit. I am your humbled host, Luke Dick, and I'm really excited to be back here with every single one of you here today listening into the show. Now, uh, before we head into the show, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating, and also please leave us that juicy, juicy review, um, because it really helps get the show spread. Now, remember, if you have something that you want to say about one of the episodes that we do here on the show, one of the uh, one of the prompts that we do in one of our weekly episodes, you can reply with what you think on my YouTube channel at Reddit Asks Us, and I will read out your reply uh, on the next week's episode. So from last week, we had, what does every American have in their house? And we got replies from our boy Vortex. Thanks a lot, Vortex. Uh, there's a couple of things here. Blu-ray disc of Ice Age 3. Now, Vortex, you might be a little bit younger than me because I sadly never owned the Blu-ray player. We were, uh, by the time, we had just the strict DVD player. Uh, but we did have the Ice Age 3. We had the entire Ice Age series, so don't get me wrong. We absolutely did have that. Even though I'm Canadian, uh, we absolutely did have that. And that is absolutely something that Americans... That's a must for an American household. You have to have Ice Age. That's just... What? Like, Shrek and Ice Age are like movies that if you don't have in your movie collection, then you can't be considered an American. You just can't. It's just not, they're not compatible. Actually, that, that is like a requirement on the citizenship test for America. Do you own Ice Age 3? Do you own Shrek? If you don't own those movies, sorry. You're just not, you're just not American. You can't be. How could you be? Um, but yeah, I never, I never had the Blu-ray player. We always had the, uh, the, the regular DVD player, and then by the time that uh, the Blu-ray players had kind of come out, we were still watching DVDs, and then soon enough, we kind of just switched right over to watching stuff on my mom's little iPod Nano, just downloading it directly from iTunes. Um, then Vortex says another one, AK-47 and a Big Mac. Here to push back on you a little bit here, Vortex. I think AR-15 might be a little bit more accurate. The AK-47 is actually a Russian-made firearm. So, uh, tensions with Russia aren't the greatest in America right now. And I could see that a lot of Americans would be reluctant to shoot their, a their AK-47s upon ownership of those AK-47s. But the AR-15 is a staple in American culture. Uh, and the Big Mac, yeah, I saw recently a post on Instagram that uh, somebody had put their Big Mac in, in like, what is it, like epoxy or whatever. It's like, <coughs> excuse me, it's like when you, when you basically put something in this, like, 
display freeze, clear freeze sort of cube. So you can like see it. It's like a clear, it's like a clear thing. It's like a display thing. So you could, I don't know, you could put a, you could put a pencil or something in it. It's like resin. It's a epoxy resin. That's what it's called. So you know how ancient mosquitoes and stuff are like the whole Jurassic Park thing, right? That they got the DNA from the dinosaurs. The, the mosquitoes were frozen in resin. It's like that, but it's clear and human made and you can freeze objects inside of it. And somebody had put their Big Mac in one of these epoxy resin things. And I was like, that is probably the most American thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, all right, why don't we just hop into today's episode? Thanks a lot, Vortex, uh, for those comments. Very insightful, very accurate. Um, and I also want to apologize. I'm actually kind of sick right now. I'm, I'm kind of getting over a little bit of sickness, so I'm... I'm not fully at my 100% self, uh, but that's okay because I'm still here for you guys. Also, just want to mention, before we head into the podcast today, if you're a basketball fan, if you're a fan of basketball and you like the Toronto Raptors, be sure to check out my other podcast that I do with my friends Sam and Elias, the Rap Chat Official on YouTube and the Rap Chat Podcast on all podcasting platforms where we talk about the Toronto Raptors and all things sort of Toronto Raptors related and NBA basketball related. That podcast is now back in full swing because the NBA season is back. Um, so this one comes from the main Ask Reddit page. What is the most gatekeepy opinion that you hold? So for anyone who doesn't know, gatekeeping is like, is when somebody says basically you aren't X until you do or are Y. Uh, basically people who just want to uh, restrict the boundaries of certain certain things into what it qualifies and you can't be that thing or be a true this thing unless you qualify but sometimes the qualifications are a little bit ridiculous but uh, we all gatekeep to a certain extent okay like here's here's a gatekeepy opinion that I hold I don't, I don't, like, sometimes people are like, you know, uh, this is, this is, this is really nitpicky, and I don't want this to make me seem super conceited or anything like that, but you're not like, uh, I hate saying this out loud, you're not like a real podcaster unless you actually put out weekly content. I know, I know other content creators in spaces and stuff, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I create podcasting content, and it's like, you haven't released you you don't release your podcast weekly or consistently and how like how can you like you can't be considered a podcast or content creator if you don't if you don't stay consistent with your material it doesn't make any sense that is like a i don't mean to gatekeep podcasting for anybody but if you want to do make a podcast and stuff you got to be consistent i'm trying to think of one other thing that like Mm, it's got to be something with basketball. What's a gatekeeping opinion I have with basketball? Um, you're not a real hooper if you only watch Ball is Life. All right, that's so annoying, man. Me and my friend were talking about this recently. Like, you can't you can't consider yourself a hooper if you if you've like never really played basketball and all you do is watch Ball's Life and you're like trying to you're trying to tell people what to do on the court, wave people off and stuff like that. And it's like, what do you, what, like. 
You've never played real basketball in your entire life. Like, you need to know how real basketball works in order to actually, like, be decent at it. All right, anyways, now enough for my gatekeeping opinions. Uh, first one we've got here is from Initial Creative. For travelers, if you didn't leave the airport and spend at least one day in the country, you did not visit the place. This is like, this is this was me in Toronto and Montreal for the longest time. People would be like, oh, have you ever been to Montreal or have you ever been to like Quebec? Or have you ever been to, ever been to like Toronto or something? For the longest time, I'd never been to Toronto um, and I'd never been to Montreal, but I'd been in their airports. So it's like, I mean, I've, I've been there, but have I really been there? No, I have not been there. I've been, I've been in their airports uh, and technically geographically speaking, geologically speaking the soil that we call toronto the soil that we call montreal uh, and ontario and quebec yeah <coughs> excuse me yeah i've been there but have i really socially been there in terms of a social context what we consider when somebody says under a social situation under a social context have you been there then i gotta say no under a cultural context have you been there no, you have not been there. A Red Western says, I still remember when they interviewed F1 driver Kimi... Ra oh, my God. If any of you guys like F1, I'm really sorry for pronouncing this name wrong. Kimi Rakonin, after a Malaysia Grand Prix, as he wouldn't be participating in the next season, and asked him what he was going to miss most about Malaysia. His reply was something to effect of, well, I only have ever seen the airport, the hotel next to the airport... And the racetrack. You can decide which one of those uh, you'll miss the most. His brutal uh, honesty was so funny. Uh, Sliff Scope 6 says, When asked about touring, Tom Araya, Tom Araya, Tom Araya, vocalist and bassist of Slayer, again, any Slayer fans, sorry, said in an interview, after 33 years of traveling, actually more like 29 years of actual touring and traveling, after a while, it's just tiring. People are just like, oh, it must be fun. You travel, you see blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, if you were in my shoes, you would think differently. It's funny. Recently, we, we, we went to Europe to do a press for the new album. We did three days in London, a day in Paris, a day in Norway, two days or three days in Germany. And people are like, oh, that must be nice. Did you get to see much of Paris? And I look at them and say, see this room? Look around you. And they're looking around. This is my Paris. Beautiful, isn't it? That's, uh, that's what I say whenever anybody asks me because we're always in the hotels doing interviews and everybody asks me that. Did you get to see much of Stockholm? I'll look around and I'll show them the room. How do you like it? This is my Stockholm. It's beautiful, isn't it? I like the drapes. Look at the couch. Wonderful. And then you open the window and go, this is my painting, my picture. This is what I see. Um, in Vodka Veritas, my father, who, re who traveled for the world as part of his job for 25 years, argued for, and as a part of his contract, about seven years in, that whenever they send him somewhere, he gets one more day in the location before he flies home. 10-day trip becomes an 11-day trip to Vietnam, and he uses the extra day to actually see a few sites. It isn't the same as a full vacation, but it took him uh, from disliking the travel part of his job to liking it well enough. 
His assignments were usually 5 to 14 days, depending on location, so no quick turnarounds, having an extra day to actually see the place he visited and made a world of difference. Man, in Vodka Veritas, your father's based as hell. <coughs> That's actually like super based negotiation with your... Uh, uh, with your employer, man, the, I, I don't, I don't understand how companies wouldn't even just do that off the bat. Like you're just, you're, you're just constantly moving and traveling, man. You deserve to see those sites, man. Especially like, like imagine how frustrated you would be if you're constantly traveling for work, you go to Vietnam, you go to Korea, you go to Brazil or something. And then you you are there but you you don't even get an opportunity to see what you're trying to see or or what the what the main attractions are of those areas so it's like man can you even really consider yourself that you've like been there if you're sitting in boardrooms all day and doing in meetings like ah oh man that's this is why this is why zoom is 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 good because do you really need to go all the way to brazil for a meeting you could just have over zoom like i'm, I'm low-key glad the pandemic is kind of like made and because like it's terrible for the environment you're, you're you're flying all the time more planes like more travel and all all for what to just sit in the same room as somebody like i don't know informal guest 2645 as a field geologist who trains new hires if you aren't comfortable shitting in the woods, you are not a geologist. Wow, that is a very specific gatekeeping opinion. I feel like I went camping a lot as a kid, so you, you kind of have to be. But uh, I guess, man, you as a if you're a field geologist, yeah, man, you, you're looking at rocks and shit all day, man. You got to be able to be, if you got to go, man, you got to go. That's just that's what it is. We're so we're so accustomed and comfortable to, you know, going in the bathroom because it's it's part of our culture and our life. But you think about it, most humans for human history have not had the privileges of privacy and of technology that we have. We take it so much for granted. I always think to myself, like if we were in like an apocalyptic situation and we had to revert to a more prim primal sta state of life, that would probably be the most, the number one thing that I miss the most or would have taken for granted the most is actual functioning, working, running water and toilets. It's like we, we belong to a very, very small subset of human beings who have had access to the modern toilet. And it, my friends, is glorious it is wonderful. It's it, it is it is it is ultimate. And I've always been a private person. Like even my mom always said growing up, like as soon as I pretty much learned to go to the bathroom on my own, I was like told my parents, like, get out. Get out of here. I this is my space, my time, just leave. I don't I I'm embarrassed and I just go. And that and like if we had to revert to a more primal state. I don't think I'd be very, I don't think I'd, I would be upset. I would be disappointed. All right. I know the world is collapsing around us and there's 
a lot of bad things going on and you know there's the cannibalist colony down the road and you know we've got to fend them off every single day but god do I ever miss going to the bathroom in private it's really one of those things that uh that I'm really uh, disappointed we lost in the world all right next one comes from Scottsworth user Scottsworth if you don't have your shit together mostly personally financially emotionally spiritually you should not have a child this includes like drinking excessively generally being ignorant generally being selfish having shitty a relation a shitty relationship with your partner and having significant money problems etc if your ducks aren't in a row in your life you should not bring a child into this world if you can't get yourself together how can you handle parenthood you can't and if and when you fuck it up because you didn't have your shit together, that poor child will suffer and become an adult who may cause problems for the rest of us. The problem is, is people like this don't think about stuff like this. They, they, they don't even consider uh, why they should or should not have a child. They don't think about things that are that much in a broader scope of what they're doing in the immediate moment. But I do agree, this is probably the most like general gatekeeping opinion that I feel like most most rational people have. But uh, I also feel like, even to just build off of this, I feel like you should, my, and again, another gatekeeping religion, or religion, gatekeeping opinion of mine is like, you should not be getting into a relationship if it's, if you think it's like for your, better for your mental health. Like, it's, I don't know. I hear this so often that like, oh, I was in such a shitty place before I met so-and-so. And then now she completely changed my whole world. You know, my mental health is, is, is the best it's ever been. And it's like, you, I feel like you shouldn't need a person or your mental health should not hinge on the existence of a partner. Like you, you should be comfortable with who you are regardless of whether you're in like a relationship or not you know like I always find those things very problematic and also people don't live forever people don't last forever what happens if that if your significant other were to were to pass away the the amount of I mean that's going to be hard on anyone like already but that's kind of my point is that Imagine how much more devastated that you're going to be. I read this, I read this story. I forget, forget exactly what it was. It was some short story or something in high school that we read, but it was about this or some short story I read, but it was about this, um, maybe even read it on Reddit, but it was about this like father. Um, well, it was about this family and their mother had passed away. And like when the when the kids were young and the father had had such a difficult time dealing with it that he basically just neglected his kids because he could never get over his wife's death. And that it's like those parents, like that father, it's like you have you have now forever prioritized your relationship with your wife over the fact that you guys had children together and now you've neglected these children because you're feeling sad and sorry 
and you're not actually getting over uh, the, the the death of your wife, you know, and it, and and then and then because of because you're not dealing with those emotions and you're so you're so stuck in this point in your life, you've now you're now causing suffering for other people. I'm not saying you're not allowed to mourn and be sad and suffer because of someone's death, but you're but it is it's not it's not okay to make that you're the the problem of your children. It's it's not okay to neglect your children because of that, and it's it's. This is just something that, uh, this is something that I think has really resonated with me, and this is why I really like Buddhism so much, because the Buddha taught the idea of non-permanence as a fundamental uh, teaching of reality. Non-permanence is a fundamental aspect and and um, a fundamental feature of reality. The nature of reality is non-permanence. Nothing lasts forever. A star will burn for billions of years, and it will still die. So there is nothing in our universe that is that is permanent, right? And I, I think this is one of those base assumptions that we should approach life with: is that the, nothing is ever permanent. So when something that that feels like it should be permanent goes away, we have to understand that those things are impermanent, and those things will not last forever. And if we go into the if we go into life with that understanding, I think we're we're able to deal with a lot of these things easier because we can take at heart the fact that instead of holding on to things, because that's where the suffering comes from, right? Is is us holding on to things that we feel like should be permanent. But nothing is nothing in life is is ever permanent. A day doesn't last forever. You might have the best day of your life, but that day is inevitably going to end. And if it doesn't end with the day itself, then it then it's going to end some other way either you're going to die before the day is over something will cause that day to be over it'll never last forever and the problem comes is because we're trying to latch on and hold on to these things that we wish were permanent but nothing is permanent and um and that's where suffering comes in so if you're dealing with anything right now you know if you're dealing with something that's 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 really challenging for you Keep in mind that that impermanence is a, is the nature of life. It's it's better to appreciate something for what it was than to hold on for some hold on to something for what it was. You know, moving on and living in the moment is only going to help help you live live your life. You can't live in the past. You can only live in this moment and that this is the moment that that is actually real and that actually exists and it's yeah man it's it's tough it's um point of the matter is and and where i'm going with this is just don't have a child unless you really are ready to have a child man and don't uh, get into a relationship if you aren't okay with yourself first you have to you have to be okay with who you are your 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 view and your confidence in yourself and your self-worth should never be based on the on the existence of another person. Your self-worth should never be validated by your by your significant other or somebody else in your life. Your self-worth should always be validated by you and yourself. You're the only one who can truly validate yourself. Um we just got really deep there folks, but point my my point is still relevant, you know? Um, make sure that you're feeling like a good, at a good place in your life before you make big decisions. Um, 
Ku oh my goodness, what the hell? Um I don't know. I don't think this was an intentional name, but um uh user blank purse zero zero. I don't want to say the first part because I think it's I don't think it's intentional, but it also might seem a little, sound a little racist. I would like to add that if you abs that if you want to have uh sorry, I would like to add that you have to absolutely one hundred percent no questions asked want children. Just because you have all of these things in order doesn't mean that then that you get to be a shitty parent because you don't want to take care of a child or give it a shitty childhood while working and never spending time with your child. Far few people should be having children than even the slowing rates of today. I don't give a fuck what happens to the economy because we can't support the inflation of today, let alone another baby boomer generation. Yeah, just reiterating. Don't have a child unless you really want one. You'd think that would be self-explanatory, right? You know, having a child doesn't ever seem to be one of those things where you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna have a kid, man. Like, that just seems like like such a... Really? That's the mindset you're having? It's not like, fuck it, man. I'm gonna jump off this cliff and into the water below. You know, cool, because I can. It's it's gnarly, it's wild. Fuck it, man, I'm gonna go skydiving. Okay. The only person you're putting yourself at risk there is yourself. When it's a child, I feel like you can't have the same mindset. Yo, you know what would be so gnarly, bro? You will be off the chain, man. Let's have a kid, bro. Let's just let's just have a kid, man. Like raise it for a bit. That's like that reminds me of like Michael Scott, and and uh, he's like trying to adopt the child, and like that one scene, and Pam is like, um, Pam is like, well, you know, what happens when this happens? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I'm like, oh, ew, I don't want to deal with that. And she's like, yeah, so Michael, you probably shouldn't be getting a kid. He's like, yeah, but it would just really improve, you know, probably my, with women, you know, I could take it to the park and all this stuff, you know, I could, I could really increase my chances with women if I have, if I had a child. And Pam has to like convince him not to, not to get a child for superficial reasons. It's super funny. Um, Jack B117 says, I'm not telling you that right there. Is a high IQ comment. Next one comes from Teros Niha. Um, three wheelers and slingshots are not motorcycles. Hot Spiced Chai says, damn right, they're just snowmobiles on wheels. Um, Aggressive Air 3492 says, neither of you have ever heard of the word tricycle before. Yeah, you guys are definitely gatekeeping motorcycles because motorcycle in nowhere does it say. You know what? I'm actually I'm going to say you guys are wrong. They absolutely are motorcycles and this is why. A bicycle clearly in the name says by by two. By is the whatever, the root in Latin of by is two. Okay? I don't know if that's actually true, but I'm assuming it is. And it was by means two. Okay. Try means three, right? So you have a bicycle. A bicycle cannot be a tricycle by virtue of the definition of tricycle and bicycle because a bicycle has two wheels. So therefore, a bicycle cannot be a tricycle and vice versa. 
but motorcycle. Nowhere in the name does motorcycle mention the number of wheels. It is a motored cycle. It's actually an open-ended term, if you really think about it. Because what does bicycle and tricycle have in common? Cycle. They are both types of cycles. Similar with a unicycle. A unicycle is a type of cycle. So that means a motorcycle, by definition, can be any motorized cycle, whether that be uni, bi, or tri. So yes, a tricycle, a motorcycle, can absolutely be a tricycle. Because nowhere in the name motor, it is just a motorized cycle. It could be a motorized unicycle, a motorized bicycle, or a motorized tricycle. So, uh, sorry to say, but you guys are definitely gatekeeping. Um, next one comes from Koch 27 Modern mainstream country isn't country, and if all and if it's all you like, then you don't like country. We're talking about music, country music. It sounds funny. It sounds like he's talking about a country. Modern mainstream country isn't country, and if it's all you like, then you don't like country. <laughs> it just sounds funny if you're talking about if it's like it's because it's trying to say like if you don't like sauce you put on burger, then then. You're not a true sauce lover if you don't love sauce you put on burger. Like, you know, if it's it's like a stand-in thing. I'm not a fan of country music, especially mainstream country, country music. It's, uh, as Bo Burnham puts it, commented by future Mrs. Conan Bryan, a dirt row, a cold beer, a blue jeans, a red pickup, a rural noun, simple adjective. A good girl in a straw hat with her arms out in a cornfield. That is a scarecrow. We go to bed. You doze off. So I take your country girl clothes off. I put my hands on your body. It feels like, hey, it's a fucking scarecrow again. Yeah. Commented by Freeman713 and Scott's Dale. Uh... Please go watch Bo Burnham's special, What? And his subsequent special. His COVID special was really great, too. I forget what it's called. Um, it's called, like, Alone or something like that. But he's got two specials, What? And I don't remember the other one. But they're both very, very funny. Um, and those are very great representations of modern country music. But to be honest, like, I feel like that that's the same with hip hop too. Hip hop has become that like super overly commodified like little baby like baby baby you know what I'm saying like uh mainstream hip hop and mainstream country music actually have a lot more in common than than mainstream hip hop and mainstream country artists would like to admit. Um they're so like overproduced um just they all sound the same they're all about the exact same things just there's no there's no uniqueness in much of it anymore uh but country music pretty in particular i'm not a fan of i'm sorry to all my listeners who are country music fans but i just can't get on board with country music it's too it's too gimmicky like like a cold beer a cold jeans a cold pickup 
in the morning. Like, it's just so, like, it's too gimmicky. Like, I, it's just, it sounds like, 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 all I can think of when I think of just mainstream country music is all that's playing in my head is because it's just a, it's just it's clown music. I don't know. It's it's just it's just I don't it's 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 cartoony. It's I don't know. It's over the top. I I I I can't. It's almost comedic in a sense because it's like they're trying to make fun of their own music. I'm really laying into country music here. I'm just that much not of not a fan of mainstream country music. Um, that being said, I'll listen to almost any music live because, hey, even though country, I don't like the content of modern country music. If you can sing, if you a good voice, anything's better live. If you're actually listening to somebody sing. You know, because it's it's an entertaining thing, right? I used to perform in choirs. I know lots of people who couldn't care less for choir music. But they would come listen to us and they'd be like, oh, that was really good, right? It's because it's live. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, next one comes from N. Curry 18 Getting a driver's license in the U.S. is far too easy. I'd say roughly half of all drivers on the road have no business being behind the wheel of a car. This is facts, man. Like, I knew, like, I knew a lot of people in high school who failed their driver's license. I knew one person who failed their driver's license like four times, five times even maybe. But there are some people who I think still to this day should not have gotten their license. If you, like, jerk the wheel when you're switching lanes, if you're doing makeup or looking at your phone while you're driving or, e or like, being easily distracted, you definitely should not have your license. Man, driving with some people is scary. There was one person in high school, one of my buddy's girlfriends who I refused to get in a car with because she was just so erratic when she was driving. I'm like, you don't even, you don't have to drive like this. You don't have to drive like this. This is scary what you're doing. You are going to get into an accident. But it's interesting, though, because I think I might have told this story in the podcast before, but I remember, like, getting my driver's license when I was, like, 16, and I passed my test, and the driver's ed instructor just, just, like, got out of my car and left and just wrote me up like a, <clears throat> like a driver's, a temporary driver's license. She's like, okay, I'm going to do the paperwork, and, and uh, your driver's license will be mailed to you. And she just gets up and leaves. And I'm just sitting in my car with this piece of paper that says I can drive now. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, that's it? Like, I'm just, I can just drive? Like, I'm just, I can, I can leave? Like, I'm good to go? Like, I can just, I can just, I, I, I can leave now? I was like, I, I don't think, I don't feel like I prepared enough to be able to do this right now. I feel scared. I'm very terrified at this present moment. And I feel like I should not be on the road. And I like, remember pulling out of the parking lot, like two hands on the wheel. My school was literally just down the block and I'm like, and I'm like at the stop sign and I'm like, uh, and, and it's, it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a divided street. Right. And I'm, and I'm turning right onto the street, onto the main, the main roadway. And I'm like, what, what do I do? What do I do now? I'm stopped. How do I turn? How do I turn this car? And I'm like, I literally sat there for like 30 seconds and then I'm like, okay, okay. I think I've got this. And I'm like lane changing and I'm like trying to pay attention to all the rules, like double checking and everything. But I remember thinking to myself, I definitely shouldn't be driving right now. This feels wrong. 
It feels empty. I feel like I, I feel like a, like like someone's missing. Anyways, that's gonna wrap it up for me uh, today, folks. That's gonna wrap it up for the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Reddit Ask Us podcast, where we read and react to comments from our slash Ask Reddit. Remember, I am your host, Luke Dick. And if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, remember to comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating, and also please leave us that review. If you have something to say about any of the episodes, previous episodes that we've had, go and comment it under my YouTube channel, at Reddit Ask Us, and I will read your reply out onto the next episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I love each and every single one of you, and I will see you guys next week. Peace out.